911 emergency. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another great episode of We Speak Dispatch, because if we're speaking dispatch, hey, hey, we're talking it to you. We're talking to you. Come on, listen to this thing up. Tell your friends about us out there. So today's a really great episode we've got. We've got Joe up there. Joe, how goes it in your state of Iowa? Absolutely amazing. The Field of Dreams game was just a few months ago or a month ago, and it was awesome. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. If you build it. Yep. So that's that's a good (laughs) round. And I just love the part where it says, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. It's like, <laughs> and in the bottom down there, we got Glenna. Glenna, how goes your, uh, well, you're kind of moving around. So you're not necessarily where you were before. Where are you moving to now? So, oh, yeah, I'm still up in central California area. We're moving to Utah. It was supposed to be today. Neighbors <laughs> never showed up. So it'll probably be, we have to be out of the house by Friday. So I'll either be in Chino or Utah or Bakersfield or wherever. I'll be somewhere sometime this week. (laughs) Wow. Three different states. Okay. And uh, we know our friend Leslie is moving across the country today too, or she would have been with us. Yes, she is. Yes, she sure is. So, and our special guest, Conrad down there. Conrad, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you have as a claim to fame. Go ahead. Well, I am a filmmaker. I live in Maryland. So I'm uh, actually in the town of Emmitsburg, Maryland. And if you're a firefighter, you probably know about Emmitsburg. It's the home of the National Fire Academy, the National Emergency Training Center, the National Fallen Firefighter Memorial is here. Just right, I can walk to it. So it's right here. Very small town, but this is where I, the world headquarters of Kanjo Studios is located. (laughs) And uh, I say world headquarters because I have, I have, I got to, use my which hand here i have lots of connections in ukraine so i was just talking i see that i was talking to ukrainian and literally just 30 minutes ago i was talking to ukrainian and about a trip over there uh that's coming up so uh but yeah so i i'm a filmmaker i tell stories that matter uh that's my claim to fame i guess and i am currently working on my fourth feature-length documentary film called ptsd 911 Oh, there we go. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Shameless, shameless plug. plug. I love yeah, it. You know what? That's what this is about, man. You know what? I did forget one thing. No, I did forget one of the most important people around here, and that's Jill sitting behind me. Hello, Jill. Hi, how are you? Good Lord. I'm sorry. I forgot Hi, about you. So it's like, okay. I'll pay for that later. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, so your movie that you're making there, what, what's it kind of centering on the PTSD in, in all public safety, or what is it? Yeah, so uh, I'll back up a little bit to where it started. So in 2018, I released a film called Heroin Script. And while I was making that film, all shot locally here in Maryland, story about the opioid crisis, I was doing ride-alongs with law enforcement, fire and EMS mm-hmm. services, just to get their perspectives on the, the opioid crisis. And one of those calls I was on, I was with a, with a police officer, and we got called to a fatal overdose scene. Mm-hmm. Not something that as a civilian that I'm accustomed to seeing. And it was quite shocking to, you know, put it mildly, to walk in the room and there was chaos in the house and there was a body laying there. And so that afternoon, as I was driving home, I was trying to figure out what I just experienced. And then my mind went right to the first responders on the scene. And I thought, okay, this is, you know, it was just another Tuesday for these guys, but they see things that are way worse than just a body. And I thought, okay, how do these things impact first responders? And so I started Googling this. This was about three years ago. I started Googling this and I was like, uncovered this whole problem of post-traumatic stress in first responders. 
And then as a filmmaker, I always say, okay, who's my competition? Who else has told this story? <laughs> and I searched for that and my, my results came up to a big fat goose egg. Okay, and you kept searching. <laughs> there was hardly, there was lots of films about PTSD and, and veterans and that mm -hmm. very serious problematic issue but there was nothing, virtually nothing about first responders. And so after I talked to the officer that I was on scene with that day and she was like, oh man, this is the problem. And she said, I will do everything I can to help you make this film made. Well, she is now the police officer in my film. And yeah, so we're okay. telling her story of post-traumatic stress, which is wow. quite compelling. And so I, like I say, you know, I'm an old farmer guy, so I throw my hat over the fence, and now I have to go chase it and uh, try to avoid the the running bulls and, uh, and getting trampled by the you know the powers that be. But yeah, I'm so for the last three years I've been uh, working on this film. COVID kind of shut down my other oh, production bet. stuff. Yeah. Uh, it I had film screenings planned for my previous films around the country that shut down, but that allowed me to build relationships, you know, mostly via Zoom, uh, build relationships with first responders from all over the country, uh, working with a co-producer who is, who helped vet our stories. And so we would get uh, people submitted their stories on a form on our website. And then she would then call these people, have Zoom meetings with them and say, how oh, this person just wants their 15 minutes of fame or this person really has a story <laughs> we want to tell. Yeah. And so that's what we were after. We were after compelling stories. <laughs> and so we're working with fire police, EMS and dispatch. Fire and EMS are kind of combined. It was interesting that during COVID, uh, we called and reached out to national leaders of EMS organizations, very similar to APCO or NINA, but these are in the first in the EMS department. They were like, hey, we're kind of busy right now. Call us back in a year. And, which, you know, I totally understood that. But they have really been the, the most challenging organization yeah. for people to get into. Yeah. And a little skeptical. You know, what story are you telling? That kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. But the 911 community has welcomed me and embraced me with open arms, you know, both Nina and APCO, those organizations. Uh, Nina endorsed the project. We have one of their past presidents on our advisory board, Monica Million. Mm, yeah. And so oh, we have, good. We have uh, Jim Marshall is also on my advisory board. Uh, oh, okay. So wow. We have just a number of really star people. Uh, the third 911 person on my advisory team is uh, Dr. Michelle Lilly. Uh, she is on my team as well. And so, you know, as a part and how 911 came into the picture was it wasn't on my radar. Huh? And I was working with fire and police and, and our local president of our fire company, I was talking to him and he's like, have you thought about 911? I said, well, tell me about that. So he told me a few things and he said, I'm a dispatcher and, you know, we hear it, we don't get closure. Yeah. You know, there's other issues that we face. And I was like, well, mm -hmm. obviously you're the first first responders. I got to have this, you guys in my film. So that's how um, nice. the 911 wow. community came into the film. That's good. So, I mean, because yeah. Glenna is like our kind of resident person that talks a lot about this, this particular spiel yes. things out there. So, I mean, she is like always pushing that kind of thing. So I'm sure Glenn, you probably have mm -hmm. a question about this. About I've got 10,000 questions. <laughs> um, and a lot of, and a lot of stuff I want to give you, but you do have a good advisory <clears throat> board. So that's, that's yeah. good. Um, I do have a few questions though, if you don't mind mm -hmm. from what aspect 
like I, I know you said that you're going to have people telling the stories, but in your documentary, is it just the story part? Or are you going to talk about how to overcome PTSD or I call it PTSI, but how, how to overcome it or live with it? We're, we're looking into, um, I work with an organization called the TAC team and it's a nonprofit and they pay for first responders to go through neurofeedback and a, a whole wellness program. And so I'm really into that right now and I want to see that pushed. <clears throat> Tell us a little bit about um, what you're going to do uh, as far as like going through the process of PTSI. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're tracking with three individuals, a, uh, a dispatcher, uh, a firefighter and a police officer, and we're following their wellness journey and for, for wherever it leads, you know, it, we, we don't want to tie it up in a nice bow and say, Hey, they're all fixed because uh, yeah. the journey continues. Right. Right. And so we're, we're tracking with them in order to make a compelling story. You got to have a story arc. You got to have conflict. Mm -hmm. You got to have, you know, you know, wins and losses. You got to have those things that make a compelling story. If I just have talking heads that, talk about, you know, the scientific stuff about this, everybody's going to be yawning and turn clicking the next channel. <laughs> yeah. So you, you bring in stories that are compelling. In fact, I just showed the first 20 minutes to some friends of mine yesterday, right here in my studio. They were like, we want to see the rest of this. We want to see what, <laughs> yeah. want to see what happens to these people. Yeah. And so what I do is I, without any spoilers here, I, I track with these folks. So I've been, I've been out to California five times filming with my firefighter. I've been you know, working with my dispatcher who now lives in South Dakota. I've been working with my police officer here and hit over the past three years, you know, meeting with them periodically to give mm -hmm. updates, to get B-roll. But then I'm also uh, interviewing a story matter experts. So psychologists and oh, leaders, leaders of these, uh, you know, organizations and people who mm -hmm. have been in the trenches for a long time. And really what we want to do is we have three goals for the film. One is to raise awareness. Most civilians don't really understand what first responders do and certainly mm -hmm. what they face. They yeah. really, and specifically, especially they don't understand what 911 operators face and what they deal with. Mm -hmm. so oh we yeah, wanna, definitely. We wanna raise awareness. The second thing we wanna do is we want to help break the stigma of asking for help. As we know, that's a problem in, for most of us, but especially in the first responder community, it's, yeah. you know, the fear of, you know, uh, I'm going to be seeing as weak. I'm going to be, you know, they're going to take my badge and my gun. They're going to put me on desk duty. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we want to break that stigma. And so we're showcasing people that have raised their hands and said, Hey, you know what? Here's a firefighter. He's got tattoos. He, he's a tough guy. You know, he's done all the stuff, but he said, you know, my life went off the, off the rails mm -hmm. and I had mm -hmm. to ask for help. And so awesome. we want to show that. And the third thing we want to do, and probably the most challenging goal we have is to inspire change in agencies mm. to, we're, and so how we're doing that <laughs> is we're showcasing agencies that are doing things better than most. So Good. We, have wow. found, <laughs> we have found some agencies that are amazing and we're doing a deep dive with them. We've interviewed their chiefs, their leaders, interviewed their, their rank and file folks and showing what they have done, what they are doing to take mm. care of their members. Wow. They're spending money, yes. They're also doing things that. that don't cost as much money. But I want a chief, you know, in Timbuktu to say, you know what, if Chief Neil Gang in Pinole, California can do this, we can do it here. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. make that a priority. And so that's just, that's just what we want to do. That's, so that's impressive, wow. It, it, so it's not just, you know, the tragedy of the stories, which, you know, are compelling, 
uh, but we want to bring in those stories mm -hmm. that will inspire others to step it up and to mm -hmm. make a change. Yeah. So if you're speaking to the people that are listening, uh, what would you tell them where they can see it, when they can see it, and describing it in like two or three sentences, maybe in a, maybe in a trailer type format or whatever. If you were to preview this <laughs> Let's put them uh, on project, the spot. what are you going to say and where, where and when can they see it? Yeah, so the first thing is, if you want to get a taste for what it is, go to ptsd911.com and you can see our trailer. We have about a three okay. and a half minute, it's a little longer than a trailer or something more of a, of a promo, but it'll really give you a feel for the story behind what we're doing. And that's really the best way it's really a story about first responders and their journey to wellness and, mm -hmm. and, and the process that it takes to get to a healthy place. Because yeah. my goal is when I call 911, I want someone healthy to answer the phone mm -hmm. and I want yep. a healthy responder to show up on my doorstep. Yep. Yeah. You know, wow. And, and, and as a civilian, <laughs> yeah. as a civilian, I want, I want to be proactive and helping our local first responders, our local organizations, the, the bean counters in the cities and the counties yeah. to provide the resources necessary to take care of our first responders. Because, you know, I live in Emmitsburg. We have a volunteer fire company here, have a couple EMTs that are full-time, but mostly everybody that responds on a fire truck is a volunteer. They're getting up at two o'clock in the morning, jumping on a truck, going, taking care yeah. of someone else's problem. I'm comfortable in my bed. We have to do everything <laughs> yeah. we can to take care of them. Yeah. You know, whether they're volunteer or full-time. Yeah. Wow. And the second part of your question, jo Joe, is where can people see that? The best way to keep up with what we're doing is go to our website and register with your email. Uh, we do weekly updates on the email. It's going to be widely available. We're premiering it uh, in Dallas, Texas later this year. And then we will be doing screening events all across the country. I already have a couple dozen emails in my inbox, people asking to bring the film to their community. Wow. And yeah. so, uh, but probably for me personally, the <clears throat> most fun thing that we're going to do to roll this film out literally <laughs> is I'm going what? to roll across the country on a bicycle from Oregon to what? Maryland. Oh, and wow. we're going to be st stopping along the way, showing the film. Get out. So you're going to need first responders um, along the way. <laughs> well, my, my goal is to stay at firehouses because they have bunks, they have showers, yeah. and they have food. Yeah. So, so we're going to stay at awesome. firehouses. And then we're going to, because they let us stay there, we're going to show the film and that put on cool. community events. And so that's nice. one of the avenues of how we're going to roll it out. But then it's also going to be available. We're going to, we're going to have a, uh, a world premiere streaming event. And so... Uh, this will be kind of you buy a ticket to attend. It'll be streamed to your TV, your household, your agency can get together and you know buy one ticket and yeah. watch. Uh, and that's going to be kind of streamed live. And then we're also as a part of that stream, we're at the national at the world premiere in, in Dallas. We're recording our Q and A. Oh, uh, our, wow. and so we're bringing a whole panel of experts oh. to Dallas for a Q and A after the event. And Tom Morris Jr., the co-host of Live oh, yeah. TV, will <laughs> be there. Uh, he will be there to MC that event. Uh, and wow. Oh, how great wow. is that? Look at you. And, and, and Tom Morris is on my advisory team. So he's on my board and has been a huge, uh, just the advocate for the film. And, that is cool. And really believes in what we're doing. So we're be excited to roll that out. Then eventually, we're going to have a toolkit available. And so we're working with the International Critical Incident Stress Foundation, 
Okay. Um, the, the National Alliance on Mental Illness is my top sponsor right now. Uh, we're working with them to create a toolkit that agencies can purchase. So it'll be the film, it'll be all the surrounding stuff that goes with it yeah. uh, that they can wow. use to train their members. I already have agencies who are using the trailer in their training. And wow. I, I had one. Yeah, one, I'm going to get a hold of that trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had an agency tra you know, trainer said, it's in my PowerPoint. I just use it every time we do training. I, wow. I play that. That's cool. And so, which wow. is what we want. And so yeah. once the film comes out, it'll be a huge tool that agencies can use for training. And then it'll That's sit awesome. on the streamers out there. Uh, all mm -hmm. my previous films are on Amazon. So it'll probably end up on Amazon at some point. So Wow. Be widely distributed. That's it's going to be a great, great experience for everybody because we need to get that message out to everybody that yes, this is real. This is a real thing. It's not Absolutely. something just to say, oh, come on, buck up. You can hold on to this thing. And it's like, I yes. just love the fact that we're getting that message out and you're going to push it out there big time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'd love to join on that bicycle ride thing, but uh, I, I really can't yeah. because I don't want to. So <laughs> you're just so busy or what? I'm real, real busy. So. I don't want to because I'll die. <laughs> I just want to say real quick, Conrad, I'm so happy that you sent us that email while we were at APCO and we came and met you at that rooftop yeah. bar. I mean, what a great email and great person to meet and get to know and spend a few days with. And I'm so glad we met you. Now we can push your movie and... <laughs> We'll definitely yeah, link it off of our off of our uh, video here. Well, you know what the 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 event that that I hosted at Apco, it was like one of these things that okay, I'm gonna be there by myself. I don't know a whole lot of people. Maybe I can meet some people. Maybe if I entice them to come to a rooftop bar. Public dispatchers really well. I needed friends, you know. So there you go. Well. <laughs> no, but it was it was a really fun event, and thank yeah. you for showing up and being yeah. there and yeah. and being able to hang out with you guys that week was was fantastic. That was and, and you actually did our three words uh, video thing, so we're you know, I did. that's up too. So oh, that's good, fun. good, so good. We did all those things. So we really appreciate you coming by today man yes. it's so great and when we get closer to the thing maybe we'll have you jump back on to say it's coming oh, yes. tuesday or Absolutely. whatever it is out there so yeah but we will link yep. your website on here and i hope people do register for it i have already done yes. it. yes i already got the email back saying you know you're in or whatever and it's like it's Good. something for all of us in the business if you're sitting here watching yeah. this video it's for you so you should yep. be yes. trying to get Absolutely. this thing so and we, that's, that's amazing if you, if you when you register on the eat with the email You'll get an email that gives you a discount code for the streaming premiere. So oh, when that okay. comes out, you'll use that little code and you'll get a discount on the streaming. Oh, uh, look at that. that, that so, so very nice. Joe, what, what we can do be, at, with our agencies is we can make it an agency event. This is I'm just thinking because I'm the peer support coordinator. I can set that up, but you can go into your agency and you can make it like a premiere. Absolutely. And just imagine yep. like what would come of that. I, I'm totally thinking how we can make that happen. Yeah. Said Joe, it was November. You, uh, so Joe, you're in Iowa? Yep, in Iowa. Yep. So we're, we're in Iowa. Uh, east side in Cedar Rapids area. Okay, because we're probably going to be pedaling right through there. Okay, I'll definitely keep my contact information handy. And one of the things, Conrad, that you said in this is you needed to meet friends. Well, coming on We Speak Dispatch will definitely let you do that. Yep. Because we're nearing 17,000 plays on our podcast. And we're in 35 different countries, and we're going to blast you out all over the place. And I know that yep. we are excited about that. Your message is going to do something for 911 dispatchers, officers, firefighters across the nation. We're proud to meet you. We're proud that you're doing this for 911 because we need it. Everybody in 911. 
everyone definitely yes. needs it. And I'm going to kick it back over to Doug to probably close this thing out. You know I, can't, up. I can't close it any better than Joe just did. Thanks a lot, Conrad, for showing up. And we'll <laughs> definitely be back in touch Thank with you, all y'all. Conrad. Tell your friends about our podcast and our, and our episodes. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. Thanks a Bye. lot. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, this is Jill, and you've been listening to another great episode of We Speak Dispatch, proudly sponsored by our friends at Zybex. 911 emergency, what do you report? Nine-